I want to start off with a little bit of international news. That London attacker, we're finding out now that he sent an encrypted message on WhatsApp minutes before that rampage, minutes before mowing down people on Westminster Bridge in a, a callous attack. And, uh, you know, the home security, home secretary, Amber uh, Rudd, uh, was making appearances on the BBC and Sky News over the weekend. And she is urging WhatsApp and other encrypted services to make their platforms accessible to intelligence services and police who are trying to carry out lawful eavesdropping. She says it's completely unacceptable. There's no there should be no place for terrorists to hide. And what we're doing is we're allowing them a safe place, you know, with these encrypted apps that they're using, like WhatsApp. And I think Facebook owns WhatsApp. I say good luck to them on getting a backdoor in because we saw what happened with the uh, iPhone mm-hmm. and Apple situation. With right? the, the attack in California there and uh, they would not give law enforcement a, a, a backdoor in. So, you know, they were able to hack in and find their own way. Speaking of back doors, uh, the word on the street, as far as the latest research goes from the Journal of Human Communication Research, um, men who watch porn, they're less satisfied in their relationships, Chris. We needed a study to tell us that? (laughs) Really? Uh, This doesn't apply to women, by the way. Women who watch porn, they're very satisfied in their relationship. I don't know if that's because they're learning some new moves. Probably Probably not. Probably because they're watching with their partner. Men tend to do it in solitary confinement (laughs) in their own little uh, places. But some of them watch with their spouses or their significant other, and that's when the women get into it. And then, you know, that's fine. They're not saying, by the way, in the study that porn is unhealthy for you to watch. What we have to figure out here and unpack is... Is the porn watching because of the dissatisfaction or is the dissatisfaction stem from maybe unrealistic goals set forward by the porn? That is an interesting way to look at it. And they do say there are people that say, you know, porn does present an uh, unrealistic reality. It's like a hairless universe where everyone's turned on easily and they're ready to do it any time of the day. I think hairless is the big thing. Um, but men are reporting or reportedly more likely to watch alone than with a partner. And then they're isolating themselves. And then they also, like you said, have unrealistic expectations about when it comes to what happens when it comes to real life partnered sex. Yeah. And, you know, to put on my like Dr. Phil relationship hat. Oh, here, please don't. I, when you've got a part of your sexuality that is not uh, connected with your spouse, then you're not. Then you've got sort of that uh, disconnect between your own personal sexual satisfaction and the relationship that you're supposed to be working that through and working that into. Sure, uh, they discovered a strong common uh, connection between men's porn viewing habits and lesser happiness in their relationship, both sexually and generally. That's interesting. So it's not just. Mm-hmm. Men aren't turning to porn just when they're not uh, satisfied in the boudoir. They're turning it when they're, to it when they're not satisfied at all. I don't know if you heard the uh, Mike Stafford show today. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big fan of Staff's show. And he was talking about the fact that some guy was at um, an arena and he was sitting alone during a hockey game, a kid's hockey game, watching porn on his phone. Yeah, adult porn watching. And this was a, a, a help column in the Toronto Star. The guy said, well, what should I do? What can I say to this guy? What, 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 what are you, what's your course of action? Yeah, I, I don't know if people are just so accustomed to porn in their lives that they start, you know, whipping out their phone and watching it in public. I, I can't believe that. I, I, I don't know where you're watching your porn, but keep it inside the doors, inside the four walls of your home. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I would suggest, but you know what? I've seen, I was on a subway car. It's not porn, but I was returning home from a basketball game years ago, and I'm watching over the shoulder of a guy who was rewinding and rewatching a video of the Dance Pack Girls uh, gyrating on the court and, and just sort of like really just enjoying it for the whole ride. Basically, from Union to Finch, this guy was going back and re watching. Maybe these he girls was a dancing. choreographer. Yeah. Oh, and mm-hmm. he was trying to, uh, you know, uh, look at their sure. whole routine and see how it was. Of course, he's deconstructing it so he can bring it back to his troupe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I buy that. You never know. 100%. Hey, uh, gone are the days when you can't connect with someone famous. Uh, you know, if you want to make um, a comment about your favorite TV show, yeah. odds are pretty high now with social media that the person acting in that TV show will find out about it. Or radio show, at Kelly Cotrera, just fire her a tweet. Yeah, you could do that. Um, but this is an interesting story about Mindy Kaling. You know her from The Office. She also has her own show, The Mindy Project. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, she uh, she one of the episodes she makes makes fun of um, Newark, and she also um, comments on uh, this this um, MP. He's not an MP. He is a senator, a state official. Um, I'm just he trying was to find formerly out exactly. the mayor of Newark, this guy. Was he? And I think that that's where the joke was, and now he represents them. I, th- I, don't think, I don't know if he's a congressman or a state senator or one of these. Yeah, he's, anyways, he's his name's Cory Brooker, and he's a politician. And in one of the uh, shows, they have him appear at her, her house party, the character's house party in Manhattan. He's, you know, he, they say he's there. We don't see him, right? And she says, Cory Brooker, I can't believe he came. Anything to get out of Newark. So he hears that line and he tweets, ouch, puts in a broken heart emoji um, on the tweet, at Mindy Kaling, heard uh, your character dissed Newark last night. I disagree, but I still love you. And he sent out this like tourist, a little link to a tourist, you know, uh, site for Newark. And she writes back, she tweets him back, Senator, if Mindy uh, shades it, it means we know it's cool. Thank you for the love. It's mutual. Then he says, you're making my day. Thanks for the clarification. And if the love is mutual, come have dinner with me in Newark. And then he sends her, um, you know, uh, hashtag please say yes. She says at Cory Brooker, yes. Now let me get the path train schedule. The people that run, this is a commuter train schedule. People that run the train schedule see that she's mentioned them in a tweet. And they actually send out the schedule for her. And then he... Says, uh, thank you, Path Path Train is awesome when you're in Jersey when you're Jersey bound, but you are lift worthy. I will send someone uh, to get you to get you door to door. The interesting thing is he's dissing public transit. Yeah. Well, well, no, he's and not he's dissing. A politician. He's just saying that this, yeah, you know, this movie star is lift worthy. So the lift is an app similar to Uber for those who don't use it. But yeah, he's a he is a senator in for representing the state of New Jersey. Yeah, and now people are really excited about this because they're thinking, awesome. Uh, they might go on a date. Well, hey, this happened with uh, uh, Jeannie Bouchard, the tennis player, made oh, that yeah. stupid uh, bet during the uh, Super Bowl, something about Dustin Hoffman being in Star Wars, and then they ended up going to going on a date with it, some guy. Yeah, but that's not going to amount to anything. This guy's a politician. That's, they might get together. That's true. They, they, it's they somewhat could. creepy it's as consum- well, though. It is a little creepy. Because I don't think he was really reaching out to her at the beginning with that. I think it was just like a funny little thing to talk about Newark and mm-hmm. give Newark a little bit of love. And then he's thinking, well, hey, <laughs> now that I've got your attention. Might as well try.
Um, speaking of uh, trying, this is uh, an interesting uh, theft. I don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna get away with this, but nice try. Uh, there is this uh, two hundred and twenty one pound big maple leaf gold coin in a German museum, and it's in Berlin. I don't know why the coin is there. It's called the big maple leaf, and one side of the coin it has the queen's head, and on the other side it has the maple leaf. It is worth. One million dollars. At least that's the face value, but it's even worth more than that. They estimate it could be worth $4.5 million, and that's because of the purity of gold. Museum says the coin is in the Guinness Book of World Records for its purity of 999.99 out of 1,000% gold, I guess. I guess it can't be a percentage. But anyhow, uh, the thieves apparently entered through a window about 3.30 a.m. on Monday, broke into the cabinet, stole the coin, and escaped with it before the police arrived. I don't, are they going to melt that sucker down? I don't know. How, how do you, is, it's, a, it's a lot of room. It's a lot of gold. It's a lot of gold. I one love million gold. dollars. <laughs> That's the one well, I we wanted. We're on the Austin we Powers. We should have got the other one. I love gold. If we could have a do-over, you yeah, know people, I know. we would you know have what? the gold Look member. It. I want to just say we're dealing with a new clock here, and that means uh, when we run things on the show. So I'm a little bit off. I'm a little bit off. I'll admit it to you. Um, but I'm not a, off as much as the numbers for Toronto's Earth Hour. Hear about this? I don't know if you knew that Saturday you were supposed to turn your lights off for an hour between 8.30 and 9.30. I knew I was supposed to do something. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was to mark the 10th annual Earth Hour. According to Toronto Hydro, 2.8% uh, drop or 77 megawatt drop in electrical demand on our grid. That's the equivalent to 31,000 homes in, being, in Toronto being taken off the grid. Well, I guess it's better than nothing, but you know what? I gave up on Earth Hour when I started when I started to do it, and I would look out my window and curse my neighbors because they were all still watching their shows. It's just a having a, a good time with the lights on. I don't want to play a board game in the dark <laughs> to candlelight. I'm sorry. It's just a dumb thing. I think that's like good for kids to go and enjoy, act like they're doing something special, but they're not actually. There's not enough electricity in your house to make a difference anyway. You know what? And that's the thing, right? It's it's symbolic. It's entirely symbolic. So if you like doing it, go ahead and do it. But uh, I have never participated in it. And maybe by accident, maybe I was watching a hockey game and only the TV was on. But the TV was still on. And I think the TV uses more power than my light. 